Hello, and welcome to the Ryan Frank Podcast, helping you think, work, and create like never before. Wow. How do you introduce David Laughlin? David Laughlin is a dear friend. David Laughlin is one of those people that um, I know I could call at midnight or two in the morning. And if he heard his phone ring, um, he would take my call. And uh, him and Tisha are dear friends of Beth and I. We have known each other for, oh my word, I don't know how long. Um, David, come on, come on, jump on here with me. David and I first, I actually first met, I was introduced to the Laughlin family because I met David's dad at Children's Pastors Conference, Duane Laughlin. What's up, David? Hey, Ryan, good to be with you today. How, how many years ago did we first meet? And I don't know. I was thinking it was at least 2004 or so out in Grove City, Ohio, or one yeah. of at a Carl Bastion event. At least that, yeah. At least you know, for sure we were there. Um, if yeah. Not, you know, like you said, probably at one of those children's pastors conferences long, long ago. Man, what were we like? 16 years old back then? Somewhere in there. Yeah. I, so I went to a, a, my first children's pastors conference as a young children's pastor. Got somebody in my church to pay my way because the church didn't have a budget to send people to conferences. So I went to a senior citizen in my church. Senior citizens are great people to go to when you've got a big idea. And I said, hey, would you consider sponsoring me to go to Children's Pastor Conference? I went and I remember going to a workshop on using gospel illusions with kids. And um, I met your dad, Duane Laughlin. Yeah. And he taught several workshops. I remember going and buying some gospel illusions from him. And man, I haven't seen your dad in a long time. How are your mom and dad doing? Man, they're doing good. They still like are, you know, just vagabonds in some ways. They yeah. were in France in Missouri. They just moved to Pennsylvania to help start a theater there. Mm. And, and that was when everything hit with the quarantine. So they decided, well, let's anyway, they, they bought a building over in Michigan to start setting that up for two or three years down the road. So they're driving back and forth. And are they really? Yeah, they're as busy as ever. So oh, yeah. Now, when you were a kid, um, did your dad do a lot of what you did, like travel to different churches and do shows and do ministries? Is that what he did as a kid? You know, yes and no. It's actually not as much as a lot of people think. So when I was growing up, my dad was a pastor. And okay. so we, as a pastor, we started in our church was really small, about 35 people. And over yeah. the seven or so years we were there, it grew to over a thousand. But in those early years, it was basically, you know, my mom and dad had to do everything, right? I know a lot of people in the I Love Kidman group can relate mm -hmm. to that, where you are the talent, you are the teacher, you prepare the crafts, you do it all. And um, so my dad at vacation Bible schools and things like that, he would be the guy that would get up there and lead music and he would do a couple tricks. So I was around that a little bit when I was about 14 is when my parents started kind of moving into that as a full-time thing. So I was, I was in middle school and into high school when they started traveling and I had two older sisters. And so really in the summer, we'd go on the road with them a lot, but the rest of the time we weren't as much. So um, yes, we got a chance to go and visit churches and be a part of some things, but it yeah. wasn't kind of the livelihood that I knew growing up, so to speak. I didn't know that. So did you as a kid or um, I didn't I didn't really tell you I was going to get into your childhood and stuff, That's did good. I? Um, so when you were a kid, a preteen, did you think like did you have a, an interest in magic tricks like your dad did and think like, I, I think I might want to do this? 
you as know, an adult, be a magician? I'd say no at that point, because part of it was because my dad was really a full-time pastor who did some little tricks. Okay. I had no idea that that was like, you know, something you could do, I guess. Okay. Uh, we, uh, you know, I mean, growing up, like I was really into sports and things like that. So I was always playing a different sport. And then in the summer, we'd go to different conferences. You know, you and I were talking about how long we knew each other. I remember, uh, you know, Yancey and I, when we were probably seven or eight years old, we're at the same conferences running around when our dads were teaching things. And so we'd go to those kind of things and learn some tricks. And so I'd get super excited about it for a week or two. And then I'd go back home and, you know, football season would start or soccer season would start. And I, you know, I wouldn't do anything until the next summer when we went back to those conferences. So it was always fun, but I just had other, you know, other interests you know, I was never one of those kids that was like, this is my thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, whenever I, I promise to this day, and I don't do magic tricks a ton, but I do, when I teach kids, I bet probably every third time I teach kids, I use some kind of an illusion or trick or something. Yeah. And I, I promise it to this day, if I ever use a silk, almost every time I use a silk, I think about your dad because... In that children's pastors conference, I remember him talking about how if you're going to use silks, you want to make sure that they're not wrinkled and you want to make sure that they don't look like they've been wadded up in a bag. He said that out of to this day, I promise if I'm going to use a silk and it's a change bag, I think about your dad in that <laughs> silk and making sure it doesn't look wadded up. Isn't that random? It is. But, you know, it's funny because there's always those little moments that, you know, ultimately what that's teaching you is like, hey, don't don't just you know hodgepodge things together like pay attention and do it with excellence and it's funny those things that one way or another people teach us that it is yeah i i totally get it i yeah. love it so david a lot of people know um you from megacon from your ministry um i know you travel you and tisha you get around to a lot of churches god has really given you a great platform to help ministries all around the world literally um and maybe I don't know if we'll have an opportunity to talk about your trip that you guys took this past summer. But um, for for someone watching right now or someone who's going to watch this later today and they don't know David and Tisha Laughlin. Yeah. Tell us about your family. Tell us about your ministry. Take us behind the scenes a little bit. Yeah, you got it. Well, basically, we are illusionists. And so what that means is that I like to do. Uh, things with random little objects, right? But I help people understand that it's just an illusion. For example, you might look at this ball and say, hey, that's a red ball. But if you look again, you might think it's not a red ball. Maybe it's something totally different. Ooh. But of course, I explain it's just an illusion. Now, for us, you know, you were asking about how these things kind of started. We actually had both graduated college. My wife, Tisha, and I, we quit our jobs and went to India to do mission work. And then I started pulling out those tricks I had when I was a kid just because we didn't speak the language and we're like, we got to do something to connect with these people and break the ice and people would come from all around and we show them those tricks and they'd be captivated. And then we would use different illusions that actually give a message. And so now, I mean, that's kind of been what we continue to do for us. It started as a ministry tool. Like you said, you do these things and especially, you know, kids are always, we need to get their attention. And so when you bring out a trick or an illusion or when I put a ball in my hand and it changes colors, now they're watching and so yeah. now that I have their attention, I can communicate. And some of them, just like what I did, are just for fun, just to get their attention. But then we also give a message with those things. So we had quit our jobs, went to India for a couple months and came back and had no idea what was next. We lived in um, my wife's parents' basement 
for a while. Ah, uh, every, every every man's dream, right there. Every yep. man's dream, exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So, uh, we we started actually going to some conferences. We went to a CPC back in maybe 2002, and I think at that time it was just because we were kind of praying, you know, what's next. And we had thought about, do we go on staff at a church? Do we do those kind of things? We went to CPC, shared a little bit about what we do. And then, uh, you know, Dale Von Sagan, who passed away a little over a year ago, he ran One Way Street Puppets and they did events throughout the country. Well, Dale, uh, in kind of typical Dale fashion, called and said, hey, I, I hear you're not doing anything right now. So would you go to all these conferences with us? So we went to about 12 different conferences across the country and did their puppet themes but also did some illusions. And then that kind of, I, I guess know you did that. Yeah. That's really what made things happen for us. We, we really at that time had no idea what we were going to do. Yeah. But Dale kind of last minute said, you should bring some sort of business card. So we went to Staples and got those little perforated business cards. That's awesome. People started saying, Hey, can you come back and do our fall? You're talking about the business cards, like you'd run through your inkjet printer. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like the, oh, totally my word. yeah. And they tore them out and, that's People awesome. just picked them up and yeah, come back and be our VBS closing event or whatever it might be. And we, for another year, were just kind of like painting houses and asking God what was next. And finally we're like, maybe we should be more intentional about this. Yeah. So, yeah, but it started with missions and that's still what we do. Um, we love to teach and I've led mission teams all over the country or all over the world, I should say. And like you were saying this past January, we took our four kids with us who are now 11, nine. Yeah, that wasn't last summer. That was just this winter, wasn't it? Yeah, just, just January. January. Yeah, we went yeah. to Guatemala for the whole month and yeah. just kind of, you know, said we want them to have that kind of worldview that for us, like, this isn't an entertainment thing. Um, it's just a way that we're going to reach people who maybe normally wouldn't cross the street to go to church. But now they're going to come see me cut my wife in half because that's exciting. But exactly. In the process, we're really there to minister and to share and you know, kind of fun to see where the kids have their kind of giftings and desires and get them out in front of people or behind the scenes, whatever they want to do and let them be used as well. So yeah, it was really cool. I think one of, I, I love your, you and Tisha's heart for kids and ministry and this children's ministry community. Um, you, you're just such an amazing gift. I think um, one, one reason I really love magic tricks or gospel illusions is because you're, I think, you know, there are, it's something how kids will remember that and how you can connect those truths or those tricks to some kind of a truth that will stick. Yes. Um, David, let me ask you this. The average children's ministry leader out there, the average children's pastor that would not consider themselves a ventriloquist, a professional magician. Um, I already know how you're going to answer this question, but talk to us about this. Are magic tricks or gospel illusions something that anybody can use? Or does it require training? Talk to us about that. Well, you have both sides of it, right? I mean, I think for the most part, I feel confident that like when we do trainings for kids, pastors and things like that, I have a, a thing coming up we can talk about in a little bit where it's just yeah. totally free, but kind of introducing them to here's how we use gospel illusions. I always start with super basic things that once they see it, it's like you realize it's not hard to do the trick. But just like any message we communicate, really the thought and the, the preparation needs to go in the actual message. And yep. so for most of the tricks, it's the same way. A lot of them are self-working, so to speak. So they're really easy to use. We typically call them illusions. It doesn't offend me if people say magic. I just want people to know 
it's just a trick, just an illusion. So we always just yeah. kind of clarify that. Yeah. What's one of the biggest, looking back on your ministry, one of the biggest oops, like on stage, whether it was in front of kids or a, a stadium full of adults or like a trick gone bad or yeah. can you think of an oops? Yeah, well, I'm sure there's been plenty of them. Um, the one that kind of comes to mind, we so we do different types of events, right? So sometimes the church will say, hey, uh, we just, you know, they might have just me come in with a, a small suitcase and a few things like that, you know, do our best to make it play really big. But yeah. we also do big illusions, like what you would see, you know, typically on a Las Vegas stage where my wife gets cut in half and all these kind of things. Yeah. So in one of those events, which is, you know, a big, long 90 minute to two hour program with an intermission, the last trick of the first half is this big escape where Tisha gets handcuffed and tied in a bag and I've locked in that a trick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And everybody examines it and checks it out. Well, then what happens is real quickly, I stand on top of this thing yeah. and instantaneously we change places. Well, in the course of doing this, I actually was, you know, it's, it's a more physically taxing thing than people might think. And I was inside, like trying to get everything together. And I hit my head against the, the wooden crate. No. And so when I come out of the box, I had this huge bump on my head, just this massive bump. And so everyone in the audience can see it. And not only that, you know, you kind of got to like pretend it's not there, but I had to go back for intermission, come out in the second half and do the entire second half of the program with this big old thing on my head. No. Because it was basically this escape gone wrong. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That had to hurt too. Oh man, it hurt. (laughs) There was also a time I was, you know, doing this cutting in half with my wife and I accidentally really did cut her No, and draw blood. Well, yeah, because we try to do things like, you know, fast and efficient and those kind of things. And so I just scraped her when I shouldn't have. How did, did you realize you did it? Oh, right away. I realized it. And it was one of those things where, uh, you know, the, the trick still worked, you know, so to speak, but right away I knew something and I could see she was even bleeding and oh it was one of those God. things where your wife looks at you and you know that she knows that, you know, and you're just like, oh, my gosh, I, took a bow. I mean, that's all you can that's do. That's crazy. Yeah. So we've had some fun things like that. Have so you done this long enough? Have you pretty much like, can you watch magicians on TV or if you go to Branson or wherever and do you pretty much can you figure out this is how they did this? You know, you know enough about how this stuff works. You know, I'd or say you still uh, get stumped. Yeah, yeah, yes and no. I mean, there's the great thing is there's been so many magic tricks, illusions on TV that it's meant like we're creating more things all the time. And so you'll see a combination of like, yeah, I know how that works. But then you'll also see something new that you don't understand. Or sometimes, you know, we I, I showed you a thing that anybody can do and make with, you know, little or no skill. Yeah. But there are some things that take incredible, you know, it's three years of your life to make something look magical, so to speak. Yeah. And so when you see those things, I may or may not know how they do, but no matter what, you can I can appreciate, man, that took a ton of time. You know, it's the equivalent of somebody watching okay. a jumper little 10 pins. You're like, wow. So yeah, yes and no. I can figure out most of it, definitely not all of it. Love it. Now, David, you talked about um in our last five minutes here, you talked about how you and Tisha do events for churches and ministries, school outreaches and so on. Um Talk to us about that. I know I'm sure that this whole pandemic has nobody's really doing events right now. Nobody's even going to church. But 
Are you scheduling ahead? What kind of events do you do? Maybe there's some children's pastors looking ahead toward the next 12 months. Absolutely. How can you serve them? Yeah, even, you know, we still have a few things like in the months ahead and then many things that push back to later in the summer or okay. in the fall. And okay. kind of the cool thing is like we went into churches and done like eight program shows in a day where you're just cycling people through. So even when we're like gradually getting people back and maybe having to do more services, that works. But for the most part, typically what we do, um, our website is davidandtisha.com. It's all spelled out, D-A-V-I-D-A-N-D-T-E-E-S-H-A.com. Maybe we can put that in the chat or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Andy will drop that in. Andy, yeah. he'll drop that in. Yeah, so basically we go into churches, we give them a full kind of promotion plan that they can either, if we're going to be like BBS closing, then probably they're just communicating that within the Vacation Bible School. Sometimes we even come for the full four or five days and do the main teaching, but yeah. or sometimes it's just a big outreach event. So we help churches know like how to communicate, how to promote, how to get people there that normally wouldn't come to church. But it's not just the program. If you go on our site, you can see like we actually present the gospel through the illusions and kind of lead people into those things in, in terms of making a decision. It's very much outreach driven. And, you know, we'll do volunteer appreciation events and things like that. That's a good but idea. even in quarantine, we've been doing several online things. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, OK. People, yeah, they just desire that human interaction. So we've done another number of things where a church's Facebook group or a Zoom thing like this where we make it interactive. I let people just like you, you know, hey, pick a number and yeah. make it as interactive as possible. So yeah, we're even doing that in the short term. Um, and then the that. other thing, yeah, if you go to kidmanevents.com, okay. we do have a couple of webinars we're going to be doing. The, the first one, totally free, is just like the trick that I showed you. It's all tricks that you can make. Um, that'll kind of forward you to where you can sign up for that webinar, but it's all things for kids, pastors, totally free. This is just stuff that you can make these illusions. We a couple of webinars we're going to be doing. The, the first one. Where was getting this feedback from? It's like the trick that I showed you. It's all Are you hearing that feedback? Was that you? I don't think it's me. I didn't huh? change anything. <laughs> hey. Okay, so I was gonna, I was trying to share my screen here for everybody. Here it is. Okay, so I'm gonna share my screen quick. Go to kidmenevents.com. Yep. I yep. thought I had every kidmenwhatever.com. How did you get kidmenevents.com? You know what? What's funny, Ryan, is I, um, you know, they give you these huge long webinar links, and I just went and saw like, what domains do I have? And oh. that's when I must have grabbed years ago. I love but there it. it is. I so, do the same. I think I've got kidmenclass.com that I'll forward to But You're right, because they're so long. Yeah. Um, so look at this, guys and girls. Um, awesome object lessons you can make. This is happening in two days. Yeah, this one's in a couple of days. I know there's still some slots open for that one. It does fill up. So totally free. You free. just have to register and you get the links and all that good stuff. Yeah, love it. Um, yep. Also, keep in mind, Kidmen, um, about using David and Tisha for and an in-person or on-site event, but also I love what David said in the meantime, hey, if you're ramping up or you're doing some volunteer Zoom meetings um, or trainings, David just offered, he is helping churches and he could discuss that with you jumping on your next yeah. big and Zoom thing. And a lot of what we're doing is things that we're planning ahead. So some of the vacation Bible schools I was going to be a part of or family events, yeah. We're instead doing just some some online things that they can insert into their online VBS. Um, but, you know, some things that we're doing even in the fall, we're also doing a live thing right now to kind of get people excited to come back and see 
you know, see people get cut in half and more than just the, you know, the little ball trick, that kind of thing. So, you know, all those kind yeah. of things. Yeah. That's a neat trick. Yeah. I'm glad you like it. Okay. Um, David, would you wrap us up? Would you just give a word of encouragement to somebody who's online? Maybe they're, maybe they're new in children's ministry. They're feeling a little overwhelmed or someone that's been doing this a long time and they're tired or maybe there, there's some tension at the church right now, a lot of uncertainty, maybe it's something going on with their kids. Would you just speak a word of encouragement or blessing? Yeah, you know, absolutely. I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, you and I were talking about how long we've been doing these kind of things. And uh, I know we've both been on staff at a church. We've had great moments in those situations, tough moments. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, especially we, we can go on and see everybody post all the great things that happen, but all of us have been through those tough things. And one of the things I think like, even in this moment is you probably are reaching people that you have no idea you know, through the things you might be doing online, the resources you're sharing with people. And even though it's super tough, I think in the long term, it's a chance for the gospel to go forward even further and farther and faster than we had imagined. And so that's ultimately what I would say is just keep going and keep praying. And and the other thing is don't expect your ministry to look the same as everybody else's. That's just the easiest thing for us to get caught up in is saying, you know what, I need to do more illusions. Well, maybe it's not your thing, or I need to do what somebody else is doing, or I need to be at a bigger church, or I need to be at a smaller church where I can interact more, whatever it might be, you know, just to embrace where God has you, but also keep seeking what's next. Yeah. Yeah. When we yeah. went to Guatemala with our kids. That was one of the big things is we realized when we started in ministry, it was super tough. When we got out of my in-laws basement, we lived in a house that we paid $300 a month rent and we didn't know how we were going to make those payments most months. Yeah. Yep. Slowly as things grow, you start kind of saying you, you live with less faith. You're like, Oh, this is going to work. And we kind of realized that's not how we want our life to be is a life without faith. But instead even revisiting with our kids, like let's take our four-year-old daughter with us to Guatemala. Exactly. Like what's that going to look like? But part of that journey of faith is there's always that little bit of kind of tension and uncomfort. If we're too comfortable, you know, if we don't feel that, then, then, I mean, that's the thing is maybe we're not stilly fully saying, God, what else should I be doing? If we're just purely living in that groove of comfort, I don't think that's where we're called to be all the time. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. Thank you, David. Uh, We had a question come in on Facebook. I'm going to share my screen again. Uh, Here are my girls yesterday at the, yes. uh, the David and Tisha had an online magic camp and there's a question on Facebook. Are, are you doing any more magic camps? Oh, I'm glad somebody asked about that. You know, uh, Ryan, this is a great thing. So we have two this week and they're both sold out. Thankfully, it's so fun to see your, your girls being a part of that. They had a great time. Yesterday was the first day, David, they loved it. That's awesome. They loved it. So next week we have one that happens at three o'clock Eastern time. And so there are a few openings for that. But what's really cool is the second one that we had, a church bought the whole thing. No. Yeah, the coolest thing. They're just like, you know what? We're going to do this for our, basically our church leaders whose kids often don't, you know, don't get to win the prize, don't get to be the volunteers. And so this church said, we're actually, we want to do this and just kind of buy the whole group for, you know, for our all, all these church leaders and their kids get a chance to like, this is something just for their kids. So right now we have one left next week. They can find it on a, a totally different site, a third website for you. Yep. Magicstore.com. Okay. Uh, 
but they can find that one next week and sign up for that. Uh, if people want to still be a part of it, we, we've thought about let's do some more in mm -hmm. June. I know that right now parents are very overwhelmed. So this is kind of something that you can just put your kids like, hey, here's your magic set. And they're learning, they're doing, and it's us giving the instructions and parents not having to like figure out how to do that. And I so, thought it was cool, David. We'd love to have you guys join us or yeah, one yeah. more thing. So that's laughlinmagicstore.com. Laughlin Magic Store. You can also see, you know, though we have the you can make stuff, but we have tons of resources that, you know, yeah. for kids pastors to use. You know, if you say, hey, I love this, it's a fun part of my ministry, then you can use, you know, some, you'll see some of the other props and lessons that we've used. I, I love it. Uh, and I love one thing, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> one thing that you, one thing that you did, um, trying to find a video. Um, that I thought was really cool um, was you yesterday with the class. It's not one of these things where there's 200 kids on there. Like you talk to the kids, you let them ask questions. You kept it kind of small, didn't you? Right. Yeah. So we intentionally have it where we, we, our thought was we have no more than 16 people calling in because yeah. we want every day, like as today we get on that second call and they practice what they did yesterday we want every kid to have a chance to ask a question if they want. Yeah. We want every kid to have a chance. We're going to have a little online recital at the end. I love that. Perform and do their thing. And so we do want it to be not just a, you know, not just a, I guess like a webinar where you can only watch and not interact typically, but really a, this is hands-on. You can ask questions. Tell us how we can help you. You get a chance to demonstrate for the whole, whole class what you've been learning. So yeah, super fun. Love it. Lord, I thank you for David and Tisha. Thank you for their family. Thank you for the ministry that you've given to them for the thousands of churches and I'm sure tens and hundreds of thousands of, of kids and families that um, have been reached because of their response to the call that you placed on their life. I pray that you bless all that they do. Lord, I pray that you would meet their needs during this pandemic. I pray that you would fill their schedule as everybody comes back. Lord, I pray that you would give them opportunities um, to even expand their ministry greater in the months and the years to come. I thank you for their heart for kids, their passion for the gospel. Thank you for David and Tisha's humility. Lord, I pray you're, uh, just a special anointing and blessing upon this family and upon their ministry. Thank you for their desire to serve you first and foremost, and to give you the honor and glory in Christ's name. Amen. This episode of the Ryan Frank podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more productivity and life hacks to help you stay on the leading edge. And if you like what you heard, please rate this podcast with five stars. Thanks so much and talk to you next time.